The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Time to get you dialed into the biggest stories of the day. This is the Daily 10 with Matt Chernoff. All right, everybody, here we go. It's time for the Tuesday edition of the Daily 10. It's your friend Matt back again, and we're ready to take you on our 10-minute sports journey together today. Here's what's coming up on our Rhodes Group Rundown. It's brought to you by the Rhodes Group. You ask the question, why do I need the assistance of an independent insurance agent like the Rhodes Group? Well, as the old saying goes, time is money. And as insurance rates continue rising faster than ever and with no end in sight, it's so important that you get at least 10 insurance quotes for your home and car insurance to make sure you're getting the best policy. If we try to do it ourselves, there's a pretty good chance we'll mess something up Why not let the experts, like the Rhodes Group, your independent insurance agent, do the shopping for you? That's also going to come with peace of mind, with comprehensive collision, uninsured motorist coverage, third-party liability, the things that we kind of know about, but we really don't. Get in touch with an independent insurance agency like the Rhodes Group to make sure your policy is done right. They've set up a landing page for you, our Daily 10 listener, to get those 10 home and car insurance quotes in just 10 minutes. You can go to Rhodes-Group.com slash Chernoff. My last name spelled C-H-E-R-N-O-F-F. Again, Rhodes, R-H-O-A-D-S, Rhodes-Group.com slash Chernoff, or call them. Hop off the podcast, give them a call at 678-341-9667 to get those 10 quotes from the Rhodes Group. So this is either really good trolling or just a really uninformed opinion of Georgia's football season to this point from a member of the college football media. We'll talk about that as Georgia gets ready to head to Jacksonville for the cocktail party against Florida. Plus, the Falcons have a chance to get to a place they have not been since Halloween of the 2016 season. The Falcons are in Tennessee against the Titans for a 1 o'clock kick on Sunday afternoon. And Ronald Acuna and Trey Young might have something in common very soon. We'll tell you those tales and more in a moment. First... Let me mention our great partners at Short Barrel Bourbon. You've heard me talk about Short Barrel with good reason. They're the parent company of Old Fort Distillery, and their story is a great one. It's so easy and understandable why this company is thriving. Short Barrel was started by three whiskey-drinking friends who had a passion for bourbon. So one by one, they started building what has now become Short Barrel. It's owned and operated in Atlanta, started in 2020, and three years later, they're thriving. Why? Because their products. Their products are so good. And that's just not my opinion. That's the opinion of folks in the industry. Short Barrel Bourbon has won several awards. We're talking double gold from the San Francisco World Wine and Spirits Competition, which is the largest and most prestigious spirits competition in the world. Short Barrel also just won the Kentucky Bourbon Single Barrel Competition and the Best Single Barrel at the New York Spirits Competition. I was on the website yesterday at shortbarrelbourbon.com. There are so many right answers from the small batch rye to, I mean, you name it. They have wonderful flavors and choices and options Whiskey bourbon fun that you're going to love from Short Barrel. They're available in all major retailers in the state of Georgia, also at your nearby restaurants, and online at shortbarrelbourbon.com. You can follow them on Facebook and Instagram for all things Short Barrel. So as I mentioned, Georgia gets ready for their trip to Jacksonville. 
They'll play uh, the Gators on Saturday afternoon at 3.30. Dogs opened as a 14-and-a-half-point favorite in the game. Georgia comes into this one 7-0, still number one in America. Florida comes in at 5-2. and two. I thought this was either trolling or just somebody uninformed. Former Florida coach Dan Mullen, who works for ESPN, released his weekly rankings. And why wouldn't Dan Mullen have weekly college football rankings? Everybody else does. So here's what Mullen has in his top ten. He's got Ohio State number one, Florida State number two, Michigan number three, Washington four, and Oklahoma five. You know who I haven't mentioned yet? Oh, yeah, Georgia. He's got the dogs at number six with Texas at seven, Oregon at eight, Bama at nine, and Ole Miss at ten. Now, as I said, is this just a former Florida coach trolling and tweaking, or does he really believe there are five better teams in college football as we sit here today? Because I would hope he's trolling. I'd lose a lot of faith in the analysis from Dan Mullen if he's telling me Oklahoma, for instance, who he's got at number four, who just had to survive UCF with a two-point conversion that failed late or else they could potentially have suffered a massive upset at home. Or Washington, who, yes, they've looked right at times. They just have to fight for their lives this past Saturday against Arizona State. It took Washington scoring 12 points in the final quarter to win 15-7. to it, Michigan is number three, for instance. If you want to complain about Georgia's schedule, go look at who Michigan's played and then tell me what you think of them. FSU had another fight against Duke on their hands. They were down 20-17 to 17 this past Saturday going to the fourth quarter. Duke's quarterback, Riley Leonard, got hurt, changed everything, and, and Florida State won the game going away. But Florida State has struggled to beat Clemson, who they had to go to overtime. They had to fight to beat BC. And then Ohio State's number one. Ohio State's got wins at Notre Dame, and now they have the win against Penn State. And I won't diminish anything Ohio State's done. Ask yourself this. Self, who do you think would be favored at a neutral site if Georgia was playing Ohio State? Now, that's not the entire reason why I would say one team is better than another. But if you asked handicappers, Vegas, and other folks, who's favored if you played in the Fiesta Bowl or you played in the Orange Bowl or whatever bowl it is, I would tell you I think Georgia would be a four-and-a-half, five, maybe six-point favorite over Ohio State. Like, I think four or five or six over Ohio State. Now, if they played the game in Athens, I think it'd be more than that. If it was in Columbus, I still think Georgia might be favored on the road. Now, do that for every team that Dan Mullen has ranked ahead of Georgia. Florida State, who's favored in a neutral site. Georgia-Michigan. Georgia-Washington. Georgia-Oklahoma. You kind of get my point. Doesn't mean Georgia's infallible and should be a sure shot number one. But I think it's silly anybody would rank Georgia number six behind all those teams. So I'm going to assume this is a little bit of trolling. This is a Georgia team that, again, has been far from perfect. But keep in mind, Georgia has yet to trail in the fourth quarter of this season. They've only played one game decided by a one-score outcome, and that was a win at Auburn. Otherwise, they had a 38-point win over a top-20 Kentucky team at the time. Ohio State had the 17-14 win over Notre Dame. It didn't hurt that Notre Dame had 10 guys on the field at the end. And a 20-12 win over Penn State. Neither one of those have, like, super impressed I think a lot of people it's nice to get those wins and again I'm not trying to diminish Ohio State I just wonder if they have enough offense to beat an elite team like Georgia so this will all work itself out but I think Dan Mullen's doing a little tweaking a little trolling of the dogs especially the week before the uh the old matchup against the Gators in the cocktail party all right coming up next on our menu we'll talk about a place the Falcons are trying to get to for the first time since Halloween of 2016. But first, speaking of menus, First Watch serves its entire menu seven days a week from 7 a.m. until 2.30 p.m. And this fall at First Watch Hot Honey, it's the new pumpkin spice. 
In its newest seasonal menu, the leader in breakfast, brunch, and lunch is partnering with Mike's Hot Honey to bring sweet heat to a custom recipe. If you are a pumpkin spice lover like me, don't fret. The new menu also leans into the other cozy classics from pumpkin pancakes, cinnamon spice churros, and they have this great pomegranate pear punch fresh juice available now through October 29th. Do not miss this. These opportunities will be gone October 29th, which is just five days away. Oh, by the way, First Watch just opened their fourth new location in the Atlanta suburbs, this time in Kennesaw on Barrett Parkway. It's complete with an outdoor patio, an indoor brunch bar, and you can always order online at firstwatch.com. So the Falcons opened as a one-point favorite at Tennessee on Sunday against the Titans. I took a peek at the weather. Doesn't seem to be an issue. In fact, it's going to be perfect. Nashville weather sunny in 75. The Falcons have had some breaks so far, and I don't see them having much of an issue. There are going to be some weather opportunities in Chicago late in the season, maybe New York. But I thought maybe at the end of October this would be one of them, but no, weather looks great here. Uh, the Falcons have a chance to get to 5-3 and three to start the season in the first eight games. They haven't been 5-3 and three in a season since 2016, the Super Bowl run from Dan Quinn and company. They also have an opportunity to win back-to-back road games, which they haven't done since week six and eight of the 2021 season. Now, when they got to five and three during the 2016 campaign, they won 33-32. I remember that Sunday afternoon. I want to say it was a Matt Ryan to Mohamed Sanu touchdown that gave the Falcons a lead late, and they hung on to beat the Packers. If the Falcons can win in Nashville... They have a chance to put a nice streak together. That would get them to 5-3, and three, and you take nothing for granted. You're playing a quarterback who's been turnover prone. The Falcons have played nothing but close games. It's on the road, so all these games could go either way. There is no question. But the Falcons on paper have the easiest schedule the rest of the way. After they play Tennessee, the Falcons are back home with the Minnesota Vikings at Mercedes-Benz, and then they'll play at 1-6 Arizona. I want to get greedy. I'm a fan. Is there a chance the Atlanta Falcons could be 7-3 and three before their bye week in Week 11? I would probably bet against it and say they'll lose one of those games, but even to be 6-4 and four would be a very good situation considering the rest of the NFC South. As it stands, right now the Falcons will not play another team who has a winning record the rest of the season. You've got to take advantage of those opportunities. Now that can certainly change if the Saints get right and put some wins on the board they could be a team with a winning record and certainly that could be the case for Tampa again if the Falcons see them when they're at 500 or better coming up when they have the rematch that Mercedes-Benz but either way you're in a good position 2-0 and in the division NFC right now they're 3-2 and overall they have a game in hand against Tampa they've got another game at home with the Bucks, another game with Carolina the two matchups with the Saints And then this Sunday, a chance to see a Tennessee team who looks like they'll be without Ryan Tannehill, which means either Malik Willis or Will Levis would get the start for the Titans. Again, take nothing for granted. The Falcons seemingly play three-point games every week, and until the quarterback cuts out some of the turnover stuff, it always puts you in a position you can lose, whether it's at home against Washington or this game at Tennessee, but it still is an opportunity on Sunday afternoon. All right, coming up, we'll talk about what Ronald Acuna and Trey Young could have in common very soon. But first, let's talk about the Daily Draft. That's my go-to sports bar. It's in downtown Woodstock on Main Street, right in the middle of all the action. So downtown Woodstock is thriving. Bars, restaurants, nightlife, entertainment, and in the middle of it all is the Daily Draft. Go introduce uh, introduce yourself to Sean Daly, the fine proprietor of the Daily Draft. Tell him Matt on the Daily 10 was bragging about what the Daily Draft does so well. 
What that is is giving you the best big screen in the burbs. Wonderful views of all your games all around you in two stories of a sports bar experience. Not to mention a craft beer bar. Self-serve taps. A brand new menu they just rolled out. And I will be there coming up this Thursday night, 7 to 9, hosting trivia that we do once a month for cash and prizes. More prizes than cash. But we'd love to see you out there. It's a great time. We get a big crowd. We watch games. And we'd love to see you in the house. Thursday night, 7 to 9, Daily Draft downtown Woodstock. Find out more at the website at thedailydraft.net or on the social channels, Instagram and Facebook, for all things Daily Draft. Now, I want to take you back to the uh, baseball season, really before the season. I remember on the podcast we did this and on the radio when the ESPN Major League Baseball player rankings came out. And I remember they ranked Ronald Acuna 14th in all of baseball, which I thought was hilariously low. At the time, I said Ronnie should be no lower than a top five player on every one of these lists if you want me to take you seriously. I thought Acuna was a great value to win the MVP. I think he's going to win the MVP. You're talking about elite talent who had gotten healthy on a contending team. All that adds up to a good value. We saw what happened. Ronnie had an MVP quality season, historically great. I think, again, he'll win the award. So now I see ESPN's NBA player rankings that were released, and Trey Young was 29th. I repeat, 29th. This is also hilariously low. You can't have a list that includes guys like Brandon Ingram ranked higher than Trey Young or Laurie Markkinen ahead of Trey Young or Tyrese Halliburton eight spots ahead of Trey Young and you expect me to take it seriously? I think Trey winning MVP is a great value bet. I don't think he'll win the award, but I love the value. I think the Quinn Snyder factor will be huge for Trey, who is plus 3,000 to win MVP. That's 14th among all NBA players. Think back to what Quinn Snyder meant for Donovan Mitchell's career. I think Quinn can mean the same for Trey, and I don't mean in terms of stats and numbers. Trey's always got the numbers. He'll put up his 25, 26, 27 points a game, his 9, 10 assists, but it's those numbers combined with a team that can win a lot more. Imagine Trey's numbers maybe dip a little bit as efficiency improves. The Hawks win 48 games. Let's think Pie in the sky, they win 50 games. They're the three seed, the four seed. That would put you in the MVP discussion. All the Trey hate that has happened over the last couple of years has brought Trey to a place where he should be considered actually underrated, which I think is so funny, especially for a guy who leads the league in assists pretty much every year and averages 25 to 27 a game. But he's the 29th rated player on ESPN's player ranking list. It's ridiculous. It's Ronald Acuna on the basketball floor. I thought Acuna was the best value to win MVP at the time before the season. I would tell you grab Trey at plus 3,000. I don't know that I would tell you he wins the award, but that value, it's a huge, huge opportunity to put some coin in your pocket. All right, if you guys would do me a favor and hit the subscribe button, wherever you're listening to the podcast, we're available on all podcast platforms. You'll get it waiting for you each and every morning around 10 a.m. I'll talk to you later this afternoon on the radio in Atlanta at 2 o'clock on 680 The Fan. We're back here tomorrow for the next edition of The Daily Ten. Subscribe to The Daily Ten now and get the latest breaking news and biggest stories of the day every morning. Get more at 680thefan.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google, or wherever you get your favorite shows. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. 
You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.